episode 24 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. Thank goodness that uh, kids are at school. It's the middle of a Monday. DBS, Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. I see you guys posting stuff on getting business. Michelle and Trey, we've got uh, Michelle and I have a busy week out. Uh, we're going to do some mortgage stuff with uh, True Lending up in Detroit this week so we're knocking this out during the middle of the day so we can all get started with the rest of our day um recovery schaefer family still going on just still going it's not going well <laughs> but it's going one of these days we'll get some sleep we we're probably gonna have a shorter episode today because really the only thing that we have to talk about this week is the buds creek uh round of pro motocross um two rounds left that that was the Second to last of the motocross portion, great racing. Um, we we missed the 250 rider. RJ had to pull out because of his amazing fall at uh, Unadilla the week before. So really not much amateur stuff to talk on because a lot of the amateur guys actually stepped up and went to pro motocross this week. So yeah. um, we had some introductions to the pro motocross world this week. Um, we've got some great racing. And other than that, that's that's kind of the intro. What's going on in your world, man? Busy, busy, busy. It's actually been a we actually got a weekend off. It was slow. Yeah. Everything was nice. We got some stuff done around the house, getting ready for next weekend. Back to racing. Yeah, it's been kind of fun watching motocross on a Saturday, finishing it up on Sunday versus trying to knock it all out on Sunday night. Yeah. It's been kind of fun. Um but no, great, great race. And let's start in the 250s because that it has been, it's not the premier class, but it has been the premier racing. Although the 450s this week put on a show. So we had some names pop back in. and But 250 class, from the gate drop, we had excitement in the first mm -hmm. 250 moto. And we need to talk about, did the AMA screw Hayden Deegan? Did, no. you know, I understand rules are rules, but... Um, we had a huge crash. Shout out to HBI's rider, Hardy Munoz. He is home. He is recovering. Right. Um, we're not going to get into the uh, medical stuff. He's fine. He's he's fine. Yeah. He concussed himself. He took a gnarly <laughs> dig, though. That was I, that was amazing. Well, I, I've heard of facing a triple. I didn't realize facing the triple meant facing it before you ever took yeah, off. Yeah, jumping it with your body. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I thought RJ got ragdolled at Unadilla, but that... Hardy took a hit. That's that's. A, I reached out to Matt, and obviously no details. It's not our business, but that was. He's okay. Yeah, yeah you know, he's he, okay. He's back home. home. He's yep. back in Florida. Um, thank God, because that. I, I thought he was going to be seriously hurt. And that is part of being on the Hardy train. Is you go for those rides. He he is a, he is a vibrant rider, but that one was a little more. We don't need that kind of vibrancy. No, it was violent. Yeah, that was violent, yeah. yes. Um, but no, so race starts. What did you feel about the Justin Cooper? Hey, I see you, Hunter Lawrence, but I'm going to bump you out of the way. Well, Hunter flinches on the gate yep. and yanks his clutch back in right when the gate drops, which we know Hunter's been having start problems as it is. So that didn't add to it. And then, yeah... Justin comes in on on that left hander over the drop the, and yeah. just smokes him. Oh, that had to hurt. Like that was a big hit. I I expected retaliation, but we know Hunter at this point is being as conservative as he can, just trying to manage the championship. Yeah. And 
he's should be well underway to getting it at this point unless something crazy happens he could still lose it yeah but um then we got i i, I will tell you i've never seen a total re- would, it, would they have 30 seconds left of Before the fifth halfway, of the 15 yeah. minutes yeah. and i've never seen a full restart that late in the game no i so. I've, I've, I've actually never seen a full restart in a motocross race ever and i feel like i've been watching for a long time and i just don't i don't ever remember seeing that scenario but they did have to helicopter hardy out yeah they helicoptered him it, out the, it was absolutely called for yeah i mean i don't the deegans have been throwing fits about everything and you know but when it comes to that yeah it might have screwed your race up but he was hurt like yeah hardy was hurt and it did screw well it did screw deegan's race up but then they restarted and then deegan screwed his own race up yeah i i, I, I totally that, agree and i like i like deegan because i think he's good i'm not a deegan fan i don't care one way or the other like he's he's another rider like he's a he here's the deal if you have to tell me to pick between Justin Cooper and Hayden Deegan, I'm probably going to watch Hayden Deegan because he's more ex- – Justin Cooper may be the most vanilla motocross rider I've ever met in my life. Mm. Or seen. I haven't met him. But he is the most – he can win a race and be like, yeah, it was good. It was – the world stayed alive for me to win this race. And that's that's Justin Cooper. and I So I'd rather watch Hayden Deegan. But that being said – Yes, he had an eight-second lead. He's dominating. It's fantastic. Freaking awesome. What are you doing going into the first corner, man? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, was, it was a I, – I know he's going for a championship. Like, he's in the hunt just like everybody else mm-hmm. is. But I guess I, you, you do see this a lot in the the last few rounds of, of any series. Yeah. Or it gets gnarly. You know, they start hitting each other. They start battling. They But – he probably shouldn't have hit that hard. That was, I didn't pay attention close enough to see if he popped out of the rut like on accident. But I'm pretty sure he yeah. just straight drilled him. Yeah, I, no, I think I think he I think he like hey I gotta I gotta go. I gotta get him. Yeah, you know. And then and I mean it worked. And they're having a, Deegan's on his own. Justin and Hunter were having a great personal battle. Shimoda pops in. Some of these guys like dude. There's there's some there's some guys like. There's some guys riding. It, it, it didn't matter if it was second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. There were battles. Yeah. I don't know if it's the track that, that facilitates that because, like, you and I were talking, it's a little bit slower track, a lot of downhill, uphill type stuff. And it's tight, and it's it's more like a – it's like an in-depth motocross track. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not supercross by any means, but it's got a – it's got those – technical aspects to it in a way two huge trip uphill yeah. triples two huge uphill and that, that triples. track always looks awesome it does yeah. where a lot of the other motocross tracks or the outdoors are so widespread and there's times they get pretty boring there's yeah. just straight stretches ruts and turns and they're not but this track is it's it's much more technical than the rest of them i had a chance to watch an amateur race from there um in the early 2000s and honestly it's just a it's a cool facility because mm-hmm. everything's down like you can sit on top and everything goes up and down so you can literally sit on top and see everything, everything. yep um it's it's a cool track so the first part of the 250 moto it's it's going and then they have that crash and we got to restart and that's where the wheels fell off for deegan 
And that's where I blame. I don't blame him. That's going to sound bad. No, I'm not looking for views. But he came in. He had such a big lead. He came in so hot to the first corner. Gets crossroaded. Hits front break. Whatever. Tags. Ping pongs off somebody. And now he's 39th. Well, even when he went down. So he rushed to his bike. And then he kind of just moseyed around. Because yeah. there was a bike tangled on his. And it's not. There was no rushing to yank his bike back out of there. I think the that put him in straight despair at that point. Mm -hmm. And then he, I don't think he's well under pressure. So racing-wise, yes. But when it, you know, he had a lead like that. So now he's he's totally distracted because he went down. And I think, I don't want to say, uh, the words I'm, uh, I want to say you are not say what temper I'm going to You want to say temper tantrum. Yeah, you know, being a, crying like a little girl. Yeah. It's, you but know, it, type but of he's deal. 17 years old. And I, I'm gonna I wanna bounce off this instead. I think he's handling the pressure of racing fine in that moment of being in the top. It's a different world to come from the back after something major has happened. Yeah, or, or when he if something goes if everything's going right, I think he's got the right attitude. Yeah. But when something goes wrong like kicking his bike and throwing it on the ground at yeah. Unadilla Yamaha and if I was Sorry, Omaha. Anybody on that team that runs the team whatsoever, and I seen that. That's that's a no go. Yeah. You know, we're gonna sit down and have a chat, and then then this this race. I mean, he still throws a little tantrum. That's what it seemed like. I mean, you didn't. It wasn't near like it was when no, he, no. when his bike went down. But you could tell that. And then he just he tried, but it was well, he wasn't trying. But let's say let's do this. We've dug on him. Now let's give him props. He then put on a 15-minute charge because that's all they had left. Yeah. And climbed back up to get decent points. Yeah, he finished 11th overall. Yeah. I mean, there was only 39 riders because one was on a helicopter. But that's after being down, there was something wrong. The bike wouldn't either go in gear. Something happened when, at yeah. trying to get it recranked. So he's 15 seconds behind the last place guy. And... He put on a charge. He even started pushing a little harder and fell again. But there is that frustration. So as much as we dig on him, I'm going to say, damn, man, good job. Like, had you probably been able to get up a little quicker, you may have gotten into the top ten. Yes, your race is screwed up, but championships are won on those screwed up races. I think I think that, that restart helped a lot of these amateur, now pro riders who made their debut because – they just came from Loretta's where you're pushing 15, 20 minute yes, photos. Yes, yes. And they're, they've now reset. They're a lot, I mean, they're younger. Deegan, Deegan's younger too, but like these younger kids, they can reset in yeah. the 15 minutes that it took to reset. Where if I run 15 minutes and now I'm going back to the gate, like I'm exhausted. Well, what's awesome? I got to do it again. I'm so glad you brought that up because I even brought that up. Like, wait, these amateur guys that are coming pro, this is literally two races for them. Yeah, like they they just they just hey, did two motos, yeah. so they get an extra moto. Yeah, so I think that helped them a lot because we even had like Julian Bomer who finished ninth overall. Good, good, good intro. Had it been, yeah, it was fantastic for you know his pro debut, but could he have done that in the thirty minutes? He's yeah. a good rider. He's mm -hmm. a really good rider, but thirty minutes or twenty minutes straight. Is that going to happen? Yeah, what did he do in the second motor? Because he was running up, and then he had a little bit of an issue. I just I know what he finished overall. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
Um, he did, he was up in the top ten late in the second moto, but there was a fall off at the end, and I'm not sure if it was bike crash. I I, I didn't get the research. I expected that. more out of Casey Cochran too. I know I think he went down as well. Yeah, Casey Cochran may be the new. There's a player on the Lakers. I think he's the Lakers. They call him the Brow. Yeah. Casey Cochran may be that guy. He's a great kid, but you can see the youth in him. Like when right. he talks, his talking's fine. His face is like a child. No, he's a. I mean, he's a young kid. Yeah. He's, he, and he's a small kid. I love his story though. Like I love his parents. Yeah. The, the uh, military pilots, and then the mechanic. His mom. His mom's yeah. the mechanic. And their story to get in here, yeah. and um, that's fantastic. But he's there's a lot of hype around him too. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they're letting him get these last couple um, motocross in because yeah. I actually I, I still think, according to what I had heard from Husqvarna, that he's actually going to do a next year. He's not going pro, but maybe they're just letting him get in to see how he does. And um, the one that surprised me because there's been hype, quiet hype, was Finnis, Mark Finnis. I haven't heard a whole lot about him. I totally forgot about him racing this weekend he, he's a but. he's another prodigy of the daniel blair orange brigade group yeah. and, and he's done some quiet stuff but i really i kind of figure with his story that the tough outdoors would kind of fit him and he he wasn't he was the lowest of the guys yeah i agree um but it is their pro debut so julian bomer come out rolling yeah but like i said it, that might change so, they got one more race. Put them out there and see if they get a full moto. Then we'll see yeah. how it works with their overall. But um, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine being Julian Bomer and Casey Cochran and Mark Finnis? And you're like, okay, we want you to go out there and race with these top forty guys. And by the way, you're going to do it for thirty five minutes. Oh, and after these two races are done, then you're going back to your respective training areas. And you're going to start doing Supercross for the next four months. Yeah. Good luck. We'll see you in January, and let us know how it goes. Like, literally, here's two motocross races to finish up this summer, and then we we don't want to see you until – I'm guessing – are they going to do anything with the uh, – are, are the uh, Combine Futures, are they doing anything in the, in the SMX playoffs? I don't know. That would be interesting if one of, if one of those races, those guys – were in there mm -hmm. to kind of give them that perspective. Yeah, I don't because it's so new. I honestly haven't looked into yeah. the playoffs a whole lot. I mean, I know where they're at and how they're running it. I guess. Yeah. But two, I don't know. two motor format, twenty yeah. minutes. I don't know about all the details. Yeah. So um, it's gonna be cool to see for sure. I'm excited. I really want to go up to Charlotte and and watch the, the that one. But we'll see how that goes. So I have a question for you, Justin Cooper. Again, they take this invisible device off of his bike and all of a sudden he wins two motos in a row it's like can you imagine that conversation why did we put this on did, did, did I say I wanted it on did you say I w I've just won two motos in a row because you take this device off my bike mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I should be angry or if that was a choice that he made on his own or can you imagine like dude look what I can do I think they now know not to do that yeah you know, or we need to test this a little further or, or tested on somebody else yeah. not somebody that is um championship qualified yeah you know i he might, he might be one of their better riders but 
Give it to Max Volan. He's raced off road. Yeah. When he comes, give it to somebody. Yeah. Somebody else, like, or test it on the track during the week. Yeah. And don't test it in a race. So. Um, but dude, great job! Uh, another great race. Um, Hunter does Hunter things. Yeah, he's got to work on them starts. What What's really funny is, he has to. We're going to talk about that. Whatever his brother did in the second moto of the 450 class, we should all watch because it's damn near impossible to get a bike length lead on everybody. Yeah. Michael Lessie used to do it when he counted the gate down. But I don't think I don't think Jet's counting the gate. That reaction time, John Force would have been proud of that. We we did have to see Jet come through a pack. Finally, which is and it was fun, which is so <laughs> abnormal. But um, I, we, obviously we expected the result. I knew he was going to come back through. Like the the kid's absolutely dominating. Yeah, but, but there were some good guys up top this week. Good I mean, racing though. Too. There was good racing up top, but he made it. Because that was JT's thing. JT and Wygant, they were talking about how tight it is and how hard it is to pass on this track. Jet started eighth or ninth and yeah. wins. And wins by more than he's won normally. An awesome show by AP. Oh. He finally. I mean, that's that's AP in the outdoors. That's how he rides. I, I've expected that from him all season, especially with the, the stacked field that we didn't have. Yeah. And... But um, he's finally showing his colors. I mean, it has to be I the a, end of the season. I got an aesthetics question for AP though. Do you feel that people are going to start calling him Michael Bolton? It, the 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 mullet out the back with the balding top. We're, we're beginning to look like Michael Bolton. I I don't know. I don't know what he's going for there, but it works for him. I mean, I mean, I, I appreciate it, but you can have a buzz. I mean, Morgan Wallen cut off his. Broke the internet by cutting off his mullet. So broke a bunch of girls' hearts too. Oh my god! Because now he wears a hat. Oh my god! But uh, no, first moto. So first moto two fifties. Great racing. Uh, Hunter does what he needs to do. Deegan has a a meltdown and then a great comeback, but a meltdown. I'm gonna say it was a meltdown. Like that was that was a meltdown. Um, Justin Cooper keeps his hopes alive, and then we go to four fifty moto one. By the way, how does no one end up in that damn pond after st off the start? They Walk. I don't understand how that doesn't happen because the second moto, and I can't remember if it was two feet or four, a whole bunch of guys did not turn left. They all turned right, and I'm like, keep it on there. I want to see because they're yeah, going in there. It was straight. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was pushing to that turn way too <laughs> hard. <laughs> and, and But no one, I, I don't think anybody went in because to me that would be a story. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't know that anybody's ever really went in it. I don't know. But it's bound to happen. Because that is, that is an MXGP. That is the only MXGP start that Pro Motocross has, and that's because Buzz Creek, when they got the MXD in, they had to change the start to make it like an FIM start. Yeah. That, so the, And they've never taken it away, because that's not where the start used to be. Mm -hmm. But it's a terrible start. We all hate it, but it is what it is. And I think it's one of those, you know, coming to this race, this is how this is going to be. And the four four fifties jet gets I don't know I don't know actually know what happened to Jet. I, I guess he started a little more outside than he than they wanted him to on the first moto. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. And but, he, um, he got pinched off. It wasn't good. No, but he's eighth or ninth. Adam C and Cirillo, man. He's alive. Yeah. And he rode good. He was out there. Yes. He rode it was good. It's nice to see him out front. 
Um, they did a nice little thing on him, though. It's uh, how he went from being this scrawny little kid that he was. He was mm-hmm. he was a small kid yeah. and then shot up to six three or whatever he is now. Yeah. And having to relearn the bike and re- relearn how to ride because you're as a scrawny little kid, you're riding totally different than you are at six two, six three. Mm-hmm. So um, it was cool to highlight that, but it's uh, it's got to be the struggle that he's been dealing with plus the injuries. Aren't helping anything, but it was nice seeing him out front again. We're missing our HBI HBI guy. Masterpool's not getting the starts these days, so he's kind of getting shuffled back and then working his way up again, getting into the top ten every moto. Yeah, they still finished at ninth overall. Yep, and he he had great battles. They, I mean, Dylan Ferrandis made an appearance, but you said it was Barsha Plessinger, um, Jet coming through the pack. Uh, Seeing Cirillo hanging on, great rides. And I really appreciate Ricky kind of saying, hey, I've been watching Adam for a while, and he's starting to ride again like we know Adam yeah. can ride. So, And I don't know if that's the wrist is getting better or we're getting he's getting more comfortable There's with it. There's been a lot of downfalls yeah. lately. So, But the this race, I think, had the most big names back. Is that right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you added Barsha, Anderson made an Oh, Anderson. And where did he come from yeah. the first moto? Oh, well, overall, he's finished third overall, yeah. finally gets a podium. I I wouldn't say that we have more big names. We we had Roxon in there one race and now we have Barsha, so I guess they kind of just switched, but but Anderson joined. Bigger names up front. Dylan's making an appearance. Yeah. Making um, an appearance. Yeah. You know, and AP. So, an AP AP, well, that's on the second moto, but those guys are just, and I don't know if there's a little, which we'll touch on at the end, a little MXD, hey, I want to be on this team. Can you imagine, can you imagine AP in France? Oh my God, they would love him. It's like taking a Corvette to Le Mans. I think he would do well, too. Oh, yeah. That's a very, it's a very slippery track from everything I've heard. Erne is very slippery. He's good at that, though. So is Barsha. Slippy and mud. I mean, Barsha road. Yeah. Awesome this weekend. I, I didn't expect much out of him at all. I mean, the last weekend he loses a clutch, and he's not going to ride without a clutch. It's yeah. just not Barsha. So it was hard to decipher how he was doing. But then this weekend showed more Barsha in him. Um, it w- I think he rode well, like really well from coming off collarbone. Yeah. So. Got a question for you. They showed at the start of the first moto – Jet switched from the paddle to, I think it was the 34. I think it was the 34. And I don't think, because I don't think he switched to the paddle at the second moto. I don't think. The track was pretty, it was getting hard. There but was it a was, lot of slick spots. But it, Bud's has been known as the most similar f- track to Florida. Yeah. Which, if I think of Florida, minus Gator back in Dade City last weekend, you could pretty much run a paddle on almost every track in Florida. Yeah. That didn't seem like that. It didn't seem that torn up. Yes, there were ruts in the corners, but the track actually seemed a little more firm. Like they didn't till it as deep. They got the corners because boy, the ruts in the corners. The the drone pilots this year are spot on. It is awesome the drone. But did that make a difference, or did he just get a bad start? I don't think it made a difference. I mean the the paddle tire on that track. I don't think would have. Yeah. done well um i'm sure there's guys that ran them but it got 
too firm, too hard, or slippy spots. Especially coming out of some of the corners where they were missing ruts and yeah. they're sliding on the side. Yeah, totally, it looked like flat track around yeah. some of it. Yeah. So, but uh, first moto, congratulations, Jet comes back, wins, and you know, did you have any highlights from that? From 450, I, I just thought it was. I actually thought this may have been one of the best 450 races of the year. Yeah, there was actually racing. I mean, Sexton come up, and uh, he was actually trailing Jet pretty hard. He did go down once, yeah. but uh, he, he there was racing. It wasn't just Jet out front. It was it was nice to see him kind of sh- shut everybody up about well, what happens if he has to come from yeah. mid pack up. I mean, close enough to mid pack, and he still made his way right up through. So he kind of. Hushed all that BS and did Sexton have his problems? Was that th- that was the first moto that he uh, yeah. jumped? He fell twice, right? Like I'm he pretty sure it was jumped moto off one. the track and it's hard to keep track. Yeah, but um, there was a like I said, there was a, there was actually racing, yeah. so that was really nice to see. Yeah, it was good. And then we go to moto two, and I'll be damned if Hunter Lawrence can't just go win. How many times this year has Hunter Lawrence lost the first moto, finished third, second, whatever? And then goes out in the second moto and is like, hey, guys, this is mine. Checks out. This is mine. And Deegan did not get a good start. He had to come back through the pack. Uh, Justin Cooper. Shimoda. Shimoda again. This Shimoda guy, the fans love him. He comes and goes. Yeah. His English is getting, like, he's turning into the Roxon of Japan of people love him. He's kind of this rock star guy, and his English is starting to get really good. I loved it this weekend. He was like, yeah, they asked him the question, and he's like, yeah, thanks, and he just finished, and he just walked like, yeah. I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm he's not an here. interview guy. No, he's not. He's At not. all. He, they talk to him all the time, and he's real short and brief yeah. and gets out of there. But He just wants to ride. Um, Caden Braswell, a new HBI guy, I think he had some trouble in the second moto. He, Scored a point, didn't score a point. Um, their 250 team had a rough weekend on the HBI side. Yeah. Uh, I, but the racing 250 wise, they have been, as they say, hammer and tong all year on one another. This has been probably one of the most fun 250 seasons I've seen in a while, because I'm, you don't know who's going to win. I'm anxious for Supercross with those guys. Because we're losing, we're going to lose I mean, Hunter. And well, we're going to lose Justin, Justin Cooper. But so it's going to be a battle. Yeah, there's going to be the, the the two top guys that are out there are now gone. So yeah. it's a pretty even playing field. I think they they all have competition for Deegan. Yeah. Um, as long as you know if they're on, so it's going to be fun. It's I, I got a name for you though. Garrett Marchmix has has stated in interviews. Yes, I want to ride 450 outdoors, but I have unfinished business in 250. You get rid of Hunter Lawrence and uh, Justin Cooper. You got Deegan. You got Hampshire. You got Shimoda. Shimoda's on a different team next year, um, we're pretty sure. You've got Volan. You've got those. Where does Garrett fit in? Because he is mature. He's going to be on a on a same bike unless unless club – Pulls the trigger and changes brand, which we've heard rumors. What's he do? Can he can he accomplish those goals? Or are there still too many good people for him to? I gotta I gotta wait till the season opens up so I can. Are you turning into Ricky Carmichael? 
Matt just make a guess. I, I can make a guess. I mean, I don't think he's going to be top. Okay. That's all I want. Maybe. Ricky Carmichael will not make. I don't like I don't like making assumptions. Top there. tens. Oh, they're not assumptions. I want to see the. I want to see the kid ride. In he's he's won. He ha yeah. He's, he's won, won on a 250. But I've also seen guys take championships and they're barely getting top tens the next year. It's just yeah. You can they can talk a big game until you got you got to see performance. Yeah. I don't. It, every year these these riders go from the top to the mid pack to they're all over the place with their their training programs. Changing bikes always throws them off. It's uh. I think I think. Speaking of training programs, I think Phil Nicoletti, as much crap as everybody gets him, and everybody he's he's an asshole, but he actually loves he loves the racing, loves the fans, loves his team. I think he's kind of that stabilizing rod at the Club MX. I think he keeps guys like Garrett in check and some of the young guys. Like he he'll give you the updates on the KTM kids that are training there, mm -hmm. and. He's like, yeah, this guy's really. This guy was keeping me. He was beating me. I think he's kind of. I kind of feel like his role after he's done, is, and he will never say it because he would. Ah, be terrible. I wouldn't want to do it. I think he's gonna kind of not be in the management role, but the overseer. Like, I don't know if that'll be with FXR, and he'll just kind of be at a track like Dan Truman kind of. Yeah. Oversees things. Almost like a performance supervisor. Yeah, like I'm not gonna be your trainer, but I'm gonna make sure you do your shit. Yeah, you're not gonna get to screw around because he keeps he keeps tabs on people mm -hmm. and and I think that's he's really good at that. But uh, now the 250 class, I'm gonna be I'm interested to see how it works because their payoff in the SMX isn't nearly as big, which it shouldn't be because they have raced seven less races overall. It's not premier. Yeah, it's not premier. But I'm interested to see how they handle because for a lot of these young kids. Dude, that's like what they raced at amateurs. A lot mm -hmm. of these tracks are gonna look like an amateur motocross track, with big part. jumps. Like, you know, it, it's gonna be a gator back for pros. Yeah, this is Daytona. I mean, yeah, yeah. All these guys that ride the RCSX. Yeah. At Daytona, after, you know, the week after, it's essentially gonna be the exact same thing, yeah. but probably a lot like their training tracks at home. I mean, yeah. long because they they're like, yeah, we got two three minute lap times and we have this and it's like. Because they're just training. These tracks are going to be built that way. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see how that dynamic plays out. Um, but let's jump to the 450 because actually this week, that last 450 moto was the jam this week. That yeah. was a good race. I, I honestly only seen about half of it because God couldn't keep his eyes open. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. Jet got jet whole shot, which you were awake for. I don't know where that came from. It was Michael Lessie-esque. And I saw Adam sneak on the inside. I'm like, ooh, it's going to be close. And then Jet pinches it off and then takes off. Before we go there, how about Jet's pass on AP? They acted like he meant to double slide coming into the rollers. I don't think he meant to double slide, drift, two-wheel drift. But, yes, his bike skill is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So well, He can move a bike anywhere. Yeah. So that, But let's say after the start, gets the start, second moto, takes off. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens. And he's tracking away. Sexton's doing his thing. And the race is over. They're, they're even in the commenting booth like, ah, race is over. And then all of a sudden it's like two seconds. Mm -hmm. But we have this battle royale going on between AB and, and Barsha. And they are 
throwing down like they are racing at Oak Hill in the 65 class. They are just jamming. But take it from there. Tell me what you saw. I I didn't see much of it. I'm telling you. It's... (laughs) I remember the start, and then I remember the end. That's about it. It was a, uh, for me, it was a rough weekend. Oh, oh my God! You Daytona 500. I get a, I get a relaxing weekend, and I over relax. All right, so it was it was. Dylan Frandes was going. Uh, there was some great racing. By the way, they introduced this camera, onboard camera with Phil, and I congratulate NBC for bringing out the technology. They also had one on the tail, but we never saw the tail camera. The Kind of they use it in MotoGP where they look out the back and you can see the bikes. Mm -hmm. So you could see the lean angle and you could see the dirt coming. So the camera was facing Phil from the handlebars up to Phil. It was great, except when he would pull up on the bike, all you'd see is crotch. Yeah. Makes sense. FXR got a great advertisement for their gear, their helmets and stuff. And you could see how much the body was moving. So that was awesome. It I applaud the effort, but we still got to work on it. It's hard to put cameras on bikes, but it's we have helmet, ca- we have cameras inside the visor of a Formula One driver, mm-hmm. and we can't get a camera on a motocross bike. Well, they got it so restricted on where you can put cameras anymore. I, that's why I said we were laughing. Like, yeah, we have this technology. I'm like, yeah, we have this thing called GoPro. If you let the riders run GoPros, we could just tap into those again and mm-hmm. see. But I understand, like, on the front, you get hit with stuff, and they have to clean them. So they've got to come up with that way. But, like, they have these little screens that, like, in the race cars, and they roll across. So I'm sure they could come up with something. appreciate it. I would have liked to seen the tail camera. But I applaud NBC for trying. They're trying. They're trying. Ricky said he ran one one time, and it was, like, driving around with a tank on, on him. And now, now they're literally, like, these little cubes and yep. but uh Phil had a great race going with uh Norin Ferrandis got Phil and then Phil followed Ferrandis through trying to get Norin that literally from 15th to 1st was a good race and it's all over it's all over and I'm sure I'm sure Jet had put it in management mode I'm sure his landing gear was down. He was coming in, and all of a sudden it's two seconds. Mm-hmm. And he screwed up a couple times, and it was a half a second. And then I think it was like, I can handle this pressure. I will show you. He didn't pull away, but there was no chance Sexton was ever passing him, ever. I don't think. I mean, he was – they let it on to be a good charge, which it was a good charge. I mean, but Jet also screwed up. Twice, twice. Yeah. Came out of the corner, slid twice. I will tell you, Weege, you are a genius. I knew who won the race when I watched it Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. I knew who won, and I was excited. I got excited watching, and I already knew who won. And I'm like, Weege, you did your job. I watched a taped race, well, and I, think, I was excited. I think even <laughs> if Sexton would have got him, I don't think it would have lasted. Now, had he got him... I mean, it was a battle right down to yeah. the finish. Yeah. But had he got him previous lap or, you know, two laps to go, it wouldn't. Have, I don't think it would have stuck. Okay, how hard is it, though? Jets eased down. Like I said, he had his landing gear down. 
the jet joke there. Um, Sexton comes on. Sexton's continually pushing. How hard is it for a rider to wick it back up? Because he gained two seconds a lap on him for like three laps. Mm -hmm. So that means Jet was going two seconds a lap slower just cruising. Then all of a sudden, you have to pick up your pace. I, th I feel like that's very difficult. For somebody in an amateur level, yes. For at their level, it's it's hard to even decipher the level that they're on. But I think if Jet needs to pick it up for two more laps, I don't see an issue. Like I'm pretty sure that he could probably hammer down if he needed to. So their comfort zone doesn't become that comfortable? Like we get into a, I get into a comfort zone, and it's very hard for me to then wick it get, back up. Get out of that comfort zone again. At, and at the end of a race, it's way more difficult compared to the beginning of the race you could just charge yeah. yeah say you get like two laps in and then you're now comfortable with the track you're comfortable with the conditions and then you can lay the hammer down so by the time you start managing um you get into that that steady heart rate and you, you so you're right to get it back up for somebody like me would be difficult yeah. but if you stay in that that zone long enough it's almost like you're you're regenerating so i i think for him it would probably be nothing to pick it back up and and go especially at his like his fitness is extreme yeah. it's it's out of this world but then you're also battling sexton who i think is on the exact same level yeah so riding wise probably not but fitness i would imagine they they almost look identical on a bike yeah if you would Sexton's head moves a little bit more. Yeah, if you would swap their gear, you would probably have trouble deciphering who was who yeah. as far as uh, finesse. And that was funny. I was watching Adam, and I was watching Jet. And Adam has the older school kind of slopey back mm -hmm. over the top. And Jet's back is so damn vertical. He's just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looks it's like. It's crazy. It's like he's literally vertical, and he leans the whole – like there's no arch. It's just the body goes, the body straight up. Yeah, the bike's doing the work. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But um, I, I wanted to ask you this too. They were talking about – this is one thing Michelle and I were talking about. And I want to – I think I don't think a lot of people – so motocross racers watch motocross. We're all begging for people to embrace the sport. I go to a I go to NASCAR race at Watkins Glen this weekend. It's a road course. Yes, the track gets rubber on it. The lines change. You know, you can brake harder because you have more traction. You're looking for paint because there's more track. So on and so forth. The motocross track literally, from the first lap to the eighth lap, changes how you race the track. For instance, they cross the start and finish line. They do those couple things. They come up. That hill, that single where Justin Cooper obliterated Hunter in mm -hmm. the first moto, they were jumping that hill down into the valley, taking the left. By the end of the second moto in the 450s, there was a braking bump. They were jumping over the single, downsiding it, and then going into the corner. Ricky touched on it for three seconds. And I t looked at Michelle and I said, this is what they need to talk like the track changes like Every people lap. people that you're they're not racing the same track these guys are so good they're making changes to their race in the middle of the race it's not like they you have to come in here you have to break at 300 feet 
for 35 laps. No. You probably, you might break at 300 feet, but there's going to be a braking bump. If there's a jump, you might jump at 300 feet and then corner at 150 where you were mm-hmm. turning 300 feet before. And that's the part to me that I think people would find interesting of, well, why did they start on the outside now they're on the inside or vice versa? or it's the split second decisions yeah. that, that separates this sport from everybody else. Yeah, NASCAR or whatever, you got to make split second decisions too, but they're not... You're still on the the same course all the time, and it's never really changing. It's, the, the it's groove, hard pavement. Yeah, it's the groove may anywhere. change some based on rubbering and that kind of stuff or debris. Yeah, but two foot deep ruts are yeah are not popping up out of nowhere, or you know, a breaking yeah. bump that is now turned into a double yeah. is something that sets this apart from everything else. And I think that actually is an interesting aspect that people, because I think a lot of people look at it and go, well, that's that, they're not doing anything. The bike's doing all the work. That that fill cam actually showed how much the bodies. It also takes a certain abused. person to see that the track has changed. Yeah. So the average person that doesn't watch the sport then looks at it, you know, it just looks like dirt bikes riding all over the place, and that's how you race. But it's not. Yeah. You know, it's so technical and so precise that if it's not precise, you Hardy Munoz. I mean. Yeah. And when you get out of that precision and something happens. Yeah, how many times from qualifying to practice to the first moto had he hit that same jump? Yeah. And then something goes wrong, the front end tucks, and he's bye-bye. It takes a split a split second. Yeah. Split second decisions, split second can totally destroy and yeah. end your career. Well, it's like uh, I think it was – I can't remember who. One of the guys overjumped the f- triple that they flat land and make the left. And when he landed, he literally bounced out like missed the rut because mm-hmm. he hit so hard who was going so fast and it's like that timing of you need to be in this gear this rpm and then when you land you have to lean to the left so you can make this corner but if you just miss that a little bit oh by the way you can go straight for 20 feet jump over this berm come back onto the track and oh you've lost five seconds yeah and when you're jumping it that fast you're hoping that the turns are still the same when yes. you get down because yeah. there was who one of them riders jumped, and it might have been Sexton. He hit, and the bike stopped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Sexton. Yeah. Like, yep. it probably hit that same jump, the exact same spot every time, but that spot got soft, and it, and it broke, swallowed the bike. Yeah, it broke through, and all of a sudden, ooh. Yeah. But like, uh, that's that's what we deal with, that 99.9% of these other sports don't deal with at all. And I just, I wish that's the part that, and I know I'm, preaching to the choir because there's no motocross guys that aren't watching this but that's the part that i wish like if you could better explain that as the person who races whether you're the amateur guy a pro a team owner a fan that's where i wish you could explain like date city last weekend date city was a great example of this is how this track normally is oh wait I've never seen this track. See those marbles? That's that's marbly. This this means this is slippery. Yeah, which well, that track went straight from a sand track, yeah. as usual, and it was in the best shape that I've ever seen it. Even Randy was like, "I've never seen this track this good." And then it went from that to concrete. Yeah, it they're just never changing. The elements change. Yeah, every lap. So I just I that's that's my wish of those of us that enjoy the sport, love the sport talk about the sport i wish that we could better explain that to the layperson because i think that's where if i take my kid to the basketball court 
the basketball court doesn't really change. The soccer pitch, maybe it gets a few nicks in it and stuff, but it doesn't really change. Yes, in football, the weather can change and different things, but that track is literally, you come around corner one, the next time you come around, that line may not be there. Mm -hmm. And you have to see that. That's what you and I, one, our skill level, but two, they see things so far ahead. They're not looking here. They're looking out there. No, and it, you're always looking out yeah. for the most part. You know, if you're a rider of any sort, that's what I try to teach my kids. You don't look down, look out. But look Bud's out. Creek put on a show, I think. I, I Great race. I, I, I've, a few years ago, there was a chance that that track was going away. And honestly, I think it put on one of the best nationals of the year. Um, interested to see what Ironman. Ironman's going to be... I can't wait for the overhead shots of Iron Man. It's going to be packed. Oh, yeah. It's summertime in Indiana. It's the last race. It's, yeah. It'll be a good one. There's going to be a crowning of a champion. There's going to be celebrations. There's going to be – it's going to be exciting. Then they get a week off, and then it's three weeks of grind to go on. And I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. I'm very excited because, A, it's more racing. But, B, I'm curious, very curious mm -hmm. of what it's going to look like. Um, what that payout's going to look like. And, I mean, there's rumors going around that the payouts actually aren't going to the riders or going to the team. And I'm like, ah, I don't I, I think all that's figured out. It's going to be fine. That's, I think it's going to be fine. Beyond our knowledge. Yeah, it's going to be. But we do have a few things we need to touch on. We touched on the Deegan thing a little bit. I think Deegan's a great rider. I don't say great. I think he's a very good rider who has the potential to be great. He's 17 years old. Yes, we watched Jet. And he did his thing. And we watched James Stewart. We all mature at different levels. His skill set on a bike is going to help him. There's a little maturation process. I also want to ask this. How long does dad stay so involved? I know dads are involved, but I you don't see Chase Sexton's dad at the gate. You don't see Tomac's dad at the gate. No, I think that it may get to a point that if he stays with Star that they – shut it down a little bit now right now he's the he's the face of it because he's brian deegan but um he's got very white teeth too i've noticed that he's yeah well i'm not even we're not getting in there um <laughs> i i noticed that brian has seemed to calm down i mean he's still yeah. very outspoken but i think that he's calmed down a little bit i think the team is kind of put him more in his place where so Dazzy is a prime yeah. example of what the Lawrence's he's a he's with the team he's not with his kids yeah. where Brian is the opposite it's about his kid yeah. not about the team so and I think that's I think that's where the two kind of separate because Dazzy is a, a major part of that team but he acts as as a worker for the team and not just for his kids yeah so I think Star Yamaha has probably put some put some brakes on Brian. And I think if he they don't put the brakes on the whole way and turn him into that role, then you'll probably see him start dissipating. I mean, he's always going to be there. Yeah. And they're always going to interview him because of who he is. Yeah. But well, he's earned that right. I mean, he he is a name. He and he brings he brings people to our sport. Yeah. But it's just like, dude, your kid is doing really well. Like mm -hmm. let him be himself. You really. don't have to go to the line. He's going to the line with him. Yeah, where that's 
the mechanics job. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so that, that I, I want to touch on that. I want to touch a little bit on motocross the nations. I don't see Sexton going because he's switching brands. He would be our number one. I seen rider. a video of him this week over at the KTM truck, hanging out, hey, talking to all them guys, yeah. and um, I think somebody made a made a joke about it. This getting getting prepared for his new brand or something like that. But I will say how impressive they did an interview with Lars last weekend about how much time they're spending with Chase Sexton testing. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. He's leaving. And they are spending equal amount of time. Maybe they're going to throw us for a loop. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's. I mean, he came back on Honda, and we didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he really had nothing to come back for. You know, he, you know Jet was going to take it. So, I mean, we speculated that Jet was going to take it. It was a uh, pretty obvious. But maybe, maybe they're going to throw everybody for a loop, and Saxon's already back on Honda, and we just. They're keeping it hush-hush. But it's scary because Australia is going to have a damn good team. Mm-hmm. Hunter, Jet, and Jay Wilson maybe for them. America, so Chase, if he switches brands, we've already lost Cooper Webb. He's going to switch brands. Now, he, I heard he's going to be riding SMX. I don't know how or who for, but I heard he's going to be riding SMX. Interested to see if that will be on Yamaha or KTM or mm-hmm. – Maybe he'll borrow one of Kenny's yellow bikes and ride it for... I don't see that happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can't be best friends. Never mind. That was a bad... Sorry. <laughs> um, but then we go to next in line would be you got Barsha, AP. Talks about Barsha going. Talks about Barsha possibly maybe riding a 250, but wouldn't you just put Justin Cooper on a 250? He's the next best... Some of this stuff always, when it comes to nations, there's always some goofy things that go on that you wouldn't expect. But there, people are complaining. The people who hate Deegan are complaining because there's rumors that he's not going to go, but he's going to go race some in Australia because Duff's made some ticket purchases to go to Australia. Dude, I don't care. As Steve Mathis said, they make no money. It's hard. Mm-hmm. He, it's his first year as a pro. Why, if he doesn't want to go, but he has a chance to go make, I don't know, 250000 racing on Australia. Okay. Like, go. It's your off season. Yeah. So, I'm just curious as to who we put on. Do we, who do we have? I don't know who would go for America. I, AP would love to go. Barsha would love to go. We have to have a 250 rider. So, AP can't ride a 250. Barsha would destroy one. I mean, we'd all love to see oh, yeah. him on a 250. He'd smoke it. Yeah, we'd all love to see him. But then Justin Cooper, unless he's switching teams, we don't know what he's actually doing next year. He says he's on a 450. We just don't know where. I think it's kind of like, okay, who's riding for it? Who's, supposed to announce who's riding next for weekend, it? Right? They're supposed to, but Ricky Carmichael brought up a good thing. Why are we rushing? Yeah. Let's let's see how some of this SMX stuff plays out. Why, why do we rush? We know what Erne is going to look like. We know that track. Why don't we take the best three riders on that surface mm-hmm. and let Let's them? Why do we have to rush? See what happens. They'll, yeah. they'll let it play out. And I hope so. I hope. I hope they don't make an announcement next week. That would be awesome. I have a feeling they're going to. I know, but it would be cool not to. Yeah. It would be like wind, hey. it, wind it right out to like the last yeah. couple weeks. Because I think you have to do it thirty days before the race. Yeah. Let's take some time. Let's see what happens. So, but no, that's about it. There's not a lot going on. We got one round left. 
250 still has some championship implications, like you said early on. Unless Hunter goes and shits the bed, he should. Bike could die again. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean. It's not over. No, but he's going to have to ride, and I'm guessing there's going to be a blue army of guys doing everything they can next weekend to prevent, cause him, yeah, prevent cause him from trouble. happening. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. It's it'll be uh it's going to be a good one regardless of the outcome. Yeah. I mean, the outcome's pretty well speculated, but it could change. Well, we got uh Dade City coming up this weekend. Um speaking of amateurs, um Minios opened up their full hookup camping last week. Sold out in hours. Really? Fully sold out. It's a lot of spots. It's supposed to open up September 1st, and, they went and ahead it opened up, it up the 15th of August, and none of us knew that. And they they said they put it on their their story on Facebook or you know one of the social media platforms, but not many people look at stories. Yeah. So we all missed it, and now yeah they sold out in hours. Wow. Gone. So, videos yeah. is stacked if full you, this year. If you are bored. And you're not a motocross fan, and you're looking for something fun to do the week of Thanksgiving. Just go to Newberry, right outside of Gainesville. Go to Gator Back Motocross Park, and you will understand how big amateur motocross is. Yeah, we got the Winter Ams coming up. Yep. So those so are some good racing. Those start mid-September. So there's there's a lot of racing coming. I'm gonna try to get out and cover some. Um, pick. You're, you'll always be at Dade City. I'm going to try to figure out because I know most of the state series have kind of, the summer series have kind of wrapped up. Uh, they're wrapping up, and we get into the winter AMs and the uh, gold cups and the different mm-hmm. things that are happening. So I'm going to try. You're still working on a few things. Um, we're going to get another guest here soon, and uh, we'll see. But, yep, that's about all I got for this week. It was good racing. Good racing. As a fan of racing, it was good racing this weekend. Yeah. As a fan of sleeping, you had a good rest. Listening oh, to dirt bikes. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. The dirt bikes just, usually they never put me to sleep. I'm always <laughs> in it. But the the calming relaxation of dirt bikes put me to sleep this week. Well deserved. Well deserved. But time to get back to work. Oh, so I'm right, right back to the grind. All right. Well, for uh, Derek Schaefer with DBS Fabrication and Handyman Services, and I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. I'm off to Detroit for a couple of days for some business and a little bit of relaxation. Um, this has been episode 24 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast, and we will see you next week for the last round of Pro Motocross. Bye-bye. <laughs>